0: Luke 10, 25 through 37. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live For any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of Roberts? The expert in the law replied, The one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, Go and do likewise.
1: Good morning. Okay, so. I have bought three really interesting bags with me. It was my birthday last weekend, so I got some really nice gift bags So I thought I'd bring them too. So what I want you to do when I pick up the bags, have a look at the outside and decide which bag would you choose this morning, okay? Which bag would you choose? Would you choose this rather nice, a silver, a sparkly bag which tantalisingly has tissue paper poking out the top? Have a good look. Well, and it is big. This is the biggest of my bags, so, you know, bear that in mind. But I also have this rather beautiful stripy one that says just for you on it. It feels a little bit heavier, it does. So not as big, but definitely heavier. Would you choose bag number two? Hmm. Or I have bag number three, which isn't quite as pretty. It is a little bit crumpled, yet practical in many ways and compostable so this one could be recycled afterwards rather than those ones that probably couldn't although they could be reused so would you choose bag number three so have a little think I am going to ask for you to pop your hand up does that mean you're going to get it okay so <laughs> please don't get excited because I haven't got one for everybody all right so if you think if you had the choice you would go for bag number one put your hand up Oh, okay. We've got one over there. Two, we got two. No fighting now. Three. Oh. <laughs> Would you prefer bag number two? It's oh, more interesting bag number two. Okay. Who'd go for my recyclable bag number three? Well, it's quite popular, which is good. You you could see where this was going. <laughs> okay. So bag number one looks very impressive, but actually all it's filled with is tissue paper. There's literally nothing. You like tissue paper, would you like it? (laughs) So I've taken the gifts out. So that wouldn't really be a great bag to have. Looks good, but not any substance. Bag number two, very attractive and it is heavier, but it's actually filled with old bottle tops. So I mean, Lots of milk carton tops in here. So, looks good, but on the inside... I mean, if you're going to the recycling depot, that could be a useful bag to have with you. But other than that, not really something you'd want, is it? So, if you chose bag number two... hmm, Bag number three didn't look as nice, did it? But actually, bag number three is filled with sweeties. I know! (laughs) So, actually, even though it didn't look like the nicest bag... It is the best bag, because it's got the most useful thing in it. And I'm actually going to pass the bag around, so you can help yourselves. There's hard ones, but there's also chewy ones, because I didn't want anyone to sort of choke on them or anything like that. So don't worry about rustling as it goes, I don't mind. So if we start here, but miles, don't take them all, love. Just one and then pass it on. Okay. But the point is, in the reading, in the story that Jesus told, he had three main character, didn't he? So, he had our poor little blue man on the video who was so happy to be on his journey. He had his little bag packed, he was going on a business trip, he had said bye to his family, beautiful day, and it was ruined by the horrible, horrible men he met that stole all his stuff, beat him up, left him half dead, it says in the Bible, on the side of the road. But then we had two sparkly bags come along, okay? So, we had a Levite and a priest. Now, the Levite and the priest would have looked like the kind of people, if you were in trouble, you'd want to meet on a road. Because they were the guys that were going to stop, they were going to help you, and they were going to sort it all out for you. But they the same as my bags. They didn't really have anything useful inside. And the third character that Jesus used was the Samaritan, who at that time would have been the least expected person to have stopped. As it turned out, he was the guy that was full of goodness. He was the guy who had the sweets. He was the guy who actually went out of his way to stop and help him. And I was thinking about this because I think it's really easy to look the part, isn't it? So to dress right for church or for work even. Um, It's really easy to say the right words even when we're asked. It's really easy to sing at the right time, turn up to all the right meetings. but actually, what's going on on the inside is what really counts we can look like sparkly bags but actually we're full of tissue paper and old bottle tops which is rubbish really isn't it and what we want to do is we want to be full of the good stuff full of the sweeties it's difficult I think sometimes in life because we can look at one another and not tell we can't see what's going on on the inside whereas when God's looking at us, he sees everything, so he sees what's on the inside, so he sees the treasure and the old bottle tops and the tissue paper as well, and loves us in spite of that. But I think part of what Jesus is saying as well, when you're out in life, you need to be able to spot these things as well. So you need to know what looks like a sparkly bag, but it's full of tissue paper, or what might look like an old pe- brown paper bag, but actually is full of treasure. Now, how do we do that? How do we know when we're going around in church, in life, in school, with our friends? How do we know that we're working or with someone that's just sparkly, with no substance, or someone who's actually got that depth that we need to be around? Now I think it's really really lovely actually to be out with a prayer group this morning because they were talking an awful lot about the Holy Spirit and that's what I wanted to focus on because when Jesus went back to heaven, um, he left us the Holy Spirit that lives within us. So that's God that's left with us. So we actually have the Holy Spirit living within us. And he gives us God's eyes when we're looking at the world. And I think that's what I just want us to think about this morning, that actually, when we're looking at one another or we're in situations, we need to start looking with God's eyes. And I think, well for me anyway, you know when you're somewhere and you start to feel a little bit uncomfortable? You might be with someone and you think, ooh, and you just have that little bit of discomfort. I think sometimes that's God's Holy Spirit saying, something that's maybe not right here. And even though it might all look sparkly and great, you might even be in a church building, if you get that little, "Mm," something that's not quite right, that's maybe the Holy Spirit saying to you, things aren't as they seem. And then maybe you can just ask God to just reveal to you a little bit more about what's actually going on, give you a bit of direction to pray for that person, or just to take yourself away from that situation because it might not be good for you, okay? So Jesus gives us the ability to judge with his eyes because we're not to judge one another, but if we see the world through his eyes, then we can see who needs help, who's sparkly but isn't what they seem, and just keeps us a little bit safer than if we just go in and think, oh, everything's as it is, because it isn't always, and God's left us that ability to do that ourselves, so it's really important that we begin to listen to that little voice inside, so we know where we are, what's going on, what God wants us to do, and as we start to hear that voice, and listen to that little niggle and respond, we'll become more in tune with the Holy Spirit and we'll be able to see with God's eyes as to who's sparkly, who's not, who's sparkly and got sweets, because that happens. Mm-hmm. Not this morning, and not in Jesus's story, but it does happen. We have sparkly, sweet feel bags. But it's important to just hear the Holy Spirit and begin to discern for ourselves as to what is and what's not right. Earlier than tiny, they're the same parents, but different litters. And... Um, I don't know why but he got really stressed and he sprayed everywhere so they're now neutered and it doesn't happen but we couldn't for a little while and literally I come home from work and be following around with wet wipes just you know to try and clean up where he'd been because the house really started to smell and I had to buy a steam cleaner to like clean the furniture and the carpets just to get rid of it and he's the most beautiful boy but it's really hard not to feel angry <laughs> with him when he was doing it because, you know, your house is lovely and you think, oh, we're just getting these little cats. And we've never had that before. We've had cats for years and years and it's the first time we've had that issue. Um, and so you come in and the house just the smell hits you and you're like, oh, seriously, what have you been doing all day? He's been going around spraying the house. Thank you, ticket. So it's really hard not to feel like angry, and uh, towards this little fairy beast who's destroying your home but we got through it we have an hour moved house someone else lives in our smelly home and we have a nice new one <laughs> and he doesn't he hasn't sprayed in there or done anything bad he did wee in the bath a couple of times but he stopped doing that now i think he was just stressed with moving so he's all good and we still feel love for him but i was thinking that this poor little guy who got beaten up on the road and he got rescued by the Samaritan, and he got taken home eventually, he had to carry on with his life, um, knowing that these guys had beaten him and taken all his stuff, but also knowing that the priest and the Levite had passed him by. Now, I'm using a little bit of poetic justice here, but just imagine with me, perhaps they worshipped in the same place. So, when he went to church... He saw the priest and the Levite and he knew you two left me in my hour of need. You just walked right by and I really needed you. But how's that going to affect him? And I know in our lives, things like anger, hurt, unforgiveness, that makes you feel absolutely rubbish and will take all your peace, all your joy, anything that... God wants to do with you would be so difficult if that's how you feel on the inside. You might not sleep, hard to concentrate. So that man would really have been robbed of everything, wouldn't he? So not only was there an incident that would have carried on for years and years and possibly affected his faith, his family life, his job, everything. So we have to deal with these things. So this little guy would have to have gone home and dealt with those things. He may have gone to church and seeing these two and gone. seriously, look at them in their sparkly clothes. Look at them out there saying all the right words, reading God's word. And I know for a fact that they walked past me on the street. So in our lives, stuff happens to us all the time, doesn't it? That might make us angry or might hurt us. And we need to deal with those feelings and just forgive. Now, the Bible talks about forgiving all the time that we have to forgive one another and it's not easy and when I was quite a young Christian we had a really sparkly minister come into town He was an American guy set up a new church made my sister went and joined and it was amazing grew rapidly um, not maybe converts but people from other churches you know how it is and it sparkly comes into town and everyone wants to join in Um, And it was brilliant, but it ended badly. The guy left, took money that wasn't his. Um, The poor trustees left, were, you know, left dealing with a mess to sort out. And it was really difficult. I knew his daughter really well. and went to Bible College and she was there and the family wanted to see me. I didn't see them. And I grappled with that afterwards because I thought, I know what the Bible says. You have to forgive one another. And even if it's something awful, you have to forgive. And I thought, I'd said in my heart, I choose to forgive these people, even though I know what they did was very wrong. Hurt a lot of people. But I do not want to see these people ever, ever again. And to marry those two things up it was quite difficult. So I went and spoke to someone who was older and wiser than me and said, this is what's going on. And he said, aha. I said, I haven't forgiven them, I'm in real trouble. Because you know, I mustn't have forgiven them because I don't want to be with these people. And he said, no, no. Like I said, he was older and wiser. He said, the thing is, Sarah, you've chosen to forgive them. And that's right. That's what the Bible says. But you're hurt and wounded. And it takes a long time for those wounds to heal. So don't fret. Don't, you know, beat yourself up about it. It's fine. You're in an okay place with God. Just keep him in the loop. Continue to choose to forgive them. Don't think bad things. And that's the thing, I think, when those... Thoughts come into your head where you want to just mull it over and play it over and over again and think, what could have been done differently? What could I have seen? Blah, blah, blah. Those things are dangerous for you as a person, so we need to just nip them in the bud. Say, like, Holy Spirit, please help me not to think those things. I give it back to you, and it's a constant thing. So we're talking about over 20 years ago before and met now. I could meet those people now, and I'd be quite happy. Would I ever want them to be my minister? No. <laughs> Would I ever give them money? No, I wouldn't. But I'd be quite happy to be in a room with them. I could go up and shake hands. And I'd have no issue with that. But it's taken a long time for those wounds to go, even though that initial choice to forgive was there. And I think that for this little man in the story, if it was a real person, and it's a story that Jesus told, he would have had to have done the same because he would have had to possibly worship alongside the people that had ignored him in his hour of need. And I think being part of the church, that can happen to us as well. We can be feel ignored by people and leadership. People are human. We all make mistakes, choose to forgive, don't mull. Ask the Holy Spirit to help us and move on. I'm also thinking about those two guys, the priest and the Levite. We paint them as the bad guys, don't we? But just imagine they were in the same place as worship as this, this little guy that got beaten up. He comes in to worship. They're going to go, oh, walked past on the road that we walked past and we didn't help him he wasn't dead he was alive and he's here and he knows what we did they know they've done wrong what are they going to do about it well they have choices haven't they we all make mistakes if we look honestly at our lives there are times when we have walked past something that needed fixing we've walked past a person that needed our help We've known that something needed doing and gone, you know, I just don't have time or I just don't feel right or I just don't have the money right now, so I'm not going to do it. And we know that that was the wrong thing to do. What we need to do as well is to forgive ourselves for the things we've done wrong. Now, that was quite major for those two because they had deliberately walked past someone who needed their help. But if they're to move on from that, they would need to forgive themselves for doing the wrong thing And then, in that, next time they see someone injured on the road, actually going and helping them. So making a different choice. But I think the same in our lives goes that if we know we've done something wrong, obviously God knows as well, no one else might know. In this case, someone did, because the little guy knew. But we need to forgive ourselves and think, I made a mistake, okay? I didn't do the right thing. I choose to forgive myself for what's gone wrong. And don't dwell on it the same thing if you play it over and over again in your mind and try and think what could I have done different what could I, I could have said that that's not going to give you any peace it's not going to help in any way it's actually going to rob you of all those things that God's given you the peace that passes all understanding to God your heart and mind that'll be gone so nip it in the bird ask the Holy Spirit to help you to stop thinking about that give it to God because he can deal with it and forgive yourself of the things that have gone wrong the scripture says love your neighbour as yourself well you don't want to beat your neighbour over about something, do you? Don't beat yourself up either. Because if you don't love yourself, you can't actually love your neighbour. So it goes both ways. Jesus loves us all very much, but we need to love and forgive ourselves, and we can love and forgive other people as well. But it's that, I think, the key is in the mind. I'm sure I'm not the only one who does it. Something goes wrong and you play it and play it and play it, and then you feel rubbish afterwards. So we need to stop that. We just need to nip it in the bud and know that God's with us, the Holy Spirit's with us, and we're not on our own to deal with that. And just remember that we are loved and forgiven, and we can forgive ourselves, which means we can then start thinking about things later on in life when those wounds are healed over, and think, oh, it was bad, but those emotions won't be stuck to it, so it won't hurt as much. So just the little things to think about.